Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about. A podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad we finally got this figured out. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Me too. It just takes a little trial and error, some patience, technology, you know. We've come a long way. Yes. yes, no problem. So I wanted to do a quick intro for those who don't know you, but I'm sure um, anyone that follows me probably also knows who you are. Lindsay is um, the housewife historian. She has a YouTube channel. Go check that out. She knows a lot of stuff about Bravo and she's got a lot of good inside scoop and tea that she spills. And so Lindsay, have you heard uh, that Real Housewife of New Jersey, all of the cast's supposedly are all coming back for season 14. I have heard that today. It's making its rounds on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's been verified by All About the Truth, which they usually have pretty, you know, good sources they do. over yeah. there. Um, so when they confirm it and it's being confirmed amongst many other bloggers that have good connections and their own sources, it looks pretty legitimate sadly and there's a lot of people that are really sad about that <laughs> yes yes so um okay up and adam uh he actually put this out like nine hours ago nobody really picked it up and then a few bloggers did pick it up but then i think i contacted you when i saw people magazine <laughs> <laughs> people magazine had put it out and i was like okay people magazine put it but i thought it was interesting and i had told you um before we connected that people magazine did stated that um you know it was verbally offered to all of the ladies but that no contracts were given out what do you think about that because okay i'm gonna tell you from my perspective just having worked in corporate america that you could offer anything to somebody verbally, but show me the contract. That's how I feel about it. And I thought it was very interesting because in that article that, and People Magazine, they are reliable. They are very, very reliable. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that People Magazine has stated that they reach out to Bravo, but did not receive any comments. And then I thought it was very interesting that they stated that it was a verbal offer, but no contracts were given. What do you think? I completely agree with you. Um, contracts are everything when it comes to Bravo. Um, if you don't sign a contract, you're not filming. And, you know, the stipulations could be small or it could be really big. Um, different like Bethany Frankel there was actually like a clause that they called the Bethany clause because she was one of the first housewives to 
say no even though I don't have any money right now and my car is broke down and I'm selling cookies door to door if I ever make it big I don't want to have to pay you anything out of what I make and so she had that clause written out of her contract and Bravo didn't care because she wasn't any her business wasn't you know big or anything and then several years down the road when she ended up selling the the skinny uh line bravo was like looking like where's our cut like oh okay and so they called it the bethany clause i you know i have a story about bethany do you want to hear this (laughs) okay she was in the hamptons and one of my girlfriends whitney she was there with her husband will this english guy very like you know i like oh my goodness it it, like the accent and everything but what happened was she was in a house near bethany i think bethany at that time was renting i don't know if she has since bought it because she's like worth millions now she might have just bought the uh, house in hamptons but she like stuck her head out the window while my friend was on the beach and she was saying my ch-, and i guess her daughter brown what's her daughter's name brand okay so i guess she was like a baby or a toddler she might have been like one years old at that time and she had put her down for a nap or something. But Bethany supposedly stuck her head out the window and was screaming like, can you be quiet? My baby's sleeping. And yes, and my friend Whitney was like, oh my gosh, she is such a bitch. (laughs) Oh my God, that's terrible. But you know, but you know what? I I totally get it because I have a seven month old, and let me tell you, when I put my baby down to sleep, do not like I scream at my husband. I'm like, get the fuck out of the room! Just walk the baby out. It's crazy. I'm like, so I listen. I I totally get Bethany screaming out the window if she was, if she wasn't. I mean, I I I tend to believe my friend Whitney because I don't think she would lie about something like that. But no, you know, that doesn't sound very made up. That sounds like a, a tired mom that's like, dear God, please let my child sleep because if I don't get five minutes to myself, yes. Like, Yes. yes. So funny. But yes, the contracts are everything. Um, Teresa Judez told us that when she found out her brother and sister-in-law were coming on the show, she still hadn't signed the contract and she didn't yes. sign it until like the night before um, filming. But she had to sign it. You got to sign the contract. <laughs> Let me ask you, what do you think? What do you think? So there was so much talk about... Melissa Gorga and Margaret Joseph being on the chopping block. I know that was what Teresa was hoping for. I know that's what fans of Teresa was hoping for. So what do you feel? What, what was all of this? Was it just talk? Was it just wishful thinking? Like, what do you think? I feel like Bravo has a very long standing relationship with Melissa and Joe Gorga. And if there's anything that we learned over the last six months of this season airing is that no matter what comes out about them, Bravo is surely not turning. Um, They're they're sticking with the Gorgas. And I feel like Andy basically told us that without telling us that, especially after the reunion. And I think that the executives were 
we're starving them out. I mean, if you went to work tomorrow and all of you know, these people live paycheck to paycheck, just the more money you make, the more money you spend. So just as badly as we need our paychecks and if we were to just go to work and not get paid and not know when we were gonna get paid, you might be a little bit more willing to um, cooperate or bend or be more reasonable or compromising when it's your $2 million salary on the line. I absolutely agree. I Here's the thing though, okay, I don't actually think that anyone, as far as New Jersey is concerned, I do think Beverly Hills, they do have real money. Kathy Hilton, they have real money. You know, um, Salton, she has real money. I don't think the cast of New Jersey has real money. If I was to say the richest person on that cast, I would actually say it was Louie. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people say he's shady and all of this other stuff. But Louie, he is probably the only one on that cast that has money. Now, I do believe that he inflates his wealth. You don't think he's... Because I, I, I don't know who said it. Maybe David Yontif on his um, podcast... I think he has said something like he, um, Louis was like going around saying he was worth like a hundred million. Yeah. I don't think he's worth a hundred million. That is an exaggeration, but I do think that Louis does have money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and as far as like the rest of the cast on New Jersey, the only one that also might be comfortably well off is Jackie Goschneider. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? What do you think I- about that cast? I agree with you 100%. I think that like they're getting away. I think that's why fans feel frustrated as well because we see all of these lawsuits that come to light that are, you know, in real time. Um, We know there was accountants that came forward that had known Margaret for a long time. And it's very frustrating, I think, sometimes because it feels like you're telling us and you're trying to show us that you have wealth. That's like the whole, the show, everything. But all of this other stuff is is basically saying the opposite so what is it like is is bravo giving us like the wrong perception here like i don't know it's very confusing i think to fans because when you have all of these lawsuits and all of these people saying the same thing and it feels like you know the people they can get away without paying is who they do and sometimes that's local hard-working people in the community you know people average people don't they don't like to hear about those things it's not a good look you know what okay people don't like to hear about those things but i also tend to think that even as a fan watching the show, like we we like to judge, we like to judge them, we like to pretend like we know them. Like even, I, like I will give you a full disclosure. I am a tree stump, a tree thug, a tree <laughs> hugger. I I don't know, like a, yes. I, you know, like whatever you want to call me. And I I kind of feel like I get very offended, and I don't even like I do. Teresa, let me tell you, Teresa does not even know I'm alive. Like, she mm-hmm. does not know I'm alive. But, like, when I see comments about her, like, I, you know what really gets to me when people call her, like, a, oh, she's a criminal, she's a convict, she's a felon. Yes, yes, and yes, she's all of those. But it's like, okay, the bitch didn't pay her taxes. You know what I mean? Like, she, she didn't pay her taxes and she lied on loan applications. And I'm just like, Look, I, 
I, I tend to like, you know, I, I, unless you went and commit murder or something like that, it, it like it doesn't. I, I, I don't know, like maybe it's just me, but I kind of feel like, okay, if you're putting that same energy out there for Teresa, for whatever reason, because you don't like her, why are you not putting that energy to Frank Catania, who like, he got a spar for stealing money from his clients, you know, and like, why are you not putting that same energy out for the, the Gorgas, who are notorious for like, basically screwing people out after they receive services or goods from them or like like so many people like you know what i mean like yes yes i agree with you it's um and i tell everyone like on my channel i'm like we can't all love the same person we can't all have the same queen right we can't all be numbers so it's like okay if you know you're team melissa and we're team Teresa. as long as we're like respectful and and joining the conversation and being like respectful conversating then there's nothing wrong with that like you should be able to like Teresa and not have to explain it and people can say I don't know why I like Melissa like I may know that she doesn't pay her bills and that she rips people off but for whatever reason I like her so I'm gonna watch her and it's okay just own it <laughs> so, oh no girl I hate oh no girl I hate I, I hate the Gorgas I mean I, I shouldn't say I hate them because I don't know them you know I don't know them so I can't say I hate them but I you know I, I I do have my little personal story with the M&M team, which I already told you about. I'll share it with our our listeners. You know, basically, somebody in the M&M camp. It might it it, it might even have been either Melissa or Margaret. I don't know, but you know, it probably was. I don't know. It could have been like the girl that was living in Margaret's garage. Who knows? But anyway, (laughs) one of them, somebody had like constant. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But any, anyway, well, one of them had contacted me. Um, you, you know, before I got into like this whole podcasting thing and whatever, I had a blog and that blog is still up, but it, it's totally disconnected from anything to do with Housewives or reality TV or anything. It was just basically like the, the majority of my content was reviewing things and somebody had con- have like reach out to me because one of my reviews that I had made was about Teresa's memoir and, and I you know I said it wasn't really what I w- would have like normally liked and it, it wasn't I wasn't bashing her but it was a negative review you know I sure. I was being honest as far as like my opinions of how I felt about it I felt like the book didn't really it, it wasn't something that related to me or that resonated with me. So I left like, you know, kind of a bad review. I guess whoever it was that had contacted me thought that because my review of Teresa's book wasn't favorable, that I was like a tree hater or that I was an Eminem fan or whatever. <laughs> but they had like contacted me wanting me to put out like what I call dumpster gossip about Teresa. And what what they had sent me was like a screenshot, but there was like no way for me to verify it. And, you know, when I pushed back on it, the tone all of a sudden changed like very nasty. It was like, you know, oh, you know, I, oh, I could tell you're, you're, you know, you're a tree hugger. Like, you you know, you can't think for yourself and all this other stuff and all the blah, 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 blah. I kind of felt like, you know, they are, they are like the ones accusing of Louie of like this, quote-unquote smear campaign but I feel like they're the ones that are actually doing it and you know it's like if you try to beat the narrative like instead of like 
you, you know, like they're the ones putting out that smear campaign, but because they're accusing someone else of doing it, then it's like when they're being accused of it, it's like, oh well, you, you know, we're, we're, you're you're just copying us, like we're accusing you, so now you're just like trying to spin it on us. You know what I mean? Hmm. I completely agree with you. I mean, I had my own experience um, with them back in March, which was very terrible, but. Share it with the the listeners. Yes, I mean, I, um, you know, I had done a video um, and I can't really contest the content of it because I did receive a legal, you know, cease and desist on it. But it did. Let me ask you. Okay, let me ask you. Was it legit? Because some some bullshit person like tried to threaten me with that. And I was like, okay, contact my lawyer. Um, And I never heard, like, I never heard from them again ever (laughs) and i didn't block them i don't block anybody everybody everybody is still visible i don't block anybody but they tried with me and i was like okay send it to my lawyer (laughs) yes um it was it it was not legit um cease and desist in that manner because i did have it overlooked by an attorney and um but i received two of them technically because originally um i was reached out to by somebody on in melissa's family because like when i tell my listeners and i tell people like they are well-oiled machine she has three sisters who have their children and they all really love fame and if you listen to melissa's podcast she interviews all of her cousins they have cousin weekend um i think joe gorga is getting ready to um officiate um, her cousin Nick and Mike's wedding. Mike is, you know, the gentleman who did reach out to me um, with a cease and desist of for an, a post that pertained to Melissa's family's business in Tom's River. And I took it down and I was respectful and um, I replied to his email within like 45 minutes. And because of that, like I Melissa actually DM'd me, but I didn't open it right away. And the next morning when I woke up, she had unsent it. So in the mix of, of, I was like, well, I'll just reach out to her because that's really strange. Why would you DM me then unsend it? So what, you know, what's going on? So I messaged her, but in the midst of that, I'm getting DMs from my friends online that are like showing me this link that is a doc, like a doxing of me and my address and and a mugshot from 12 years ago posted on this Real Housewives of New Jersey fan page that is allegedly, you know, very much linked to, you know, Melissa. And, um, then I received a cease and desist from her as it pertained to a video about Envy because um, it's it's a tricky situation because she doesn't fully own Envy. So there are other people invested in um, the business. Um, I, I'm not sure what her percentage is, but I've heard it's like 20% or less, nothing over 20. So it was actually the other... Um, people involved too like with the cease and desist so it was a little messy and I'm trying to be like just respectful because it is her business but there were just like some markups on some items and now since um I did that video there's been people that have done videos since with different items and shown um their where they come from and the distributors that she's using and what she might be paying for them or what she's charging um 
I don't get in the mix of that anymore. But after like two weeks of my address and what happened was when I was 19, you know, my mom, she committed suicide. I had post-traumatic stress syndrome and anxiety and my, the trajectory of my life basically changed in like one day, like, and I started to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol, which led to bad decisions. And I ended up getting in trouble. I didn't want to, I didn't know a lot about the judicial system. I didn't have a paid attorney. I didn't really understand fully in my rights and what was happening all, you know, it was like very intimidating and scary when you're talking about years of your life being incarcerated. And so I ended up going three years, but I came home and I actually like have an NPI number and certifications and education. And I mentor and advocate with women who are reintegrating from either jail or rehab or have Um, They're working like case plans through children's services, whatever their needs might be. You know, we assess those and we try to, you know, tackle them because sometimes it can be so overwhelming when women are coming out of jail or prison and they have probation that they need to report to and they have meetings that they need to get to and they have IOP and they have individual counseling and they have this. And so they need people to kind of help them navigate that and be successful. Um, and so that's what I do. So I really dedicated my career to like helping people. And yeah. I felt so insulted for all of the other people who have like found sobriety. And when I tell you the messages of people that I got from viewers and people that followed me or on Instagram that my son, you know, overdosed and died. Thank you for talking about it. You know, hearing you talk about it or what something you said, you know, helped me understand a little bit better, maybe how he was feeling or thinking or my, you know, daughter committed suicide. And and it was just, there's, they really made a big mistake when they did that because there's so many people that have been touched somewhere along the line by someone that has addiction issues yes and so to like come at someone who's overcome that dealt with it i mean i have like suicide in my family my mom's dad committed suicide she had a first cousin that committed suicide and these were like successful educated you know he was a, a professor at osu so um it, it you know it shows no discrimination whether it's mental health or a dual diagnosis of mental health and addiction issues, it it can happen to anyone. So they really did a bad thing when they did that because there was really an outpour of like support from the bloggers as well. And that was like so amazing for me because if it wasn't for like everyone really rallying for me, I probably would have just like stopped because I would have been so humiliated and just, you know, embarrassed that they make me like somebody that I wasn't running a narrative of something that was untrue and then posting my personal address on a web on an Instagram that is geared towards people that don't like Teresa and And it was really a dangerous thing to do so yeah yeah, I was and then I was hacked in April by a device in New Jersey so crazy how that happens oh well see girl if that was me I would have to sue her fictional selling ass I would have been like no this is harassment this is I mean like it 
like oh my goodness i i i couldn't imagine something like that and you're right like she absolutely was trying to do that to humiliate you to try to say like oh you know whatever she whatever content she puts out is not trustworthy because look at this person and whatever else you know? so yeah like that was really shitty to do and like honestly girl i saw that mugshot woof like geez. <laughs> they like filtered it i was like my like that's how mean they are you know what i'm saying i'm like that doesn't e- that doesn't even resemble <laughs> okay well are you trying to tell me your mugshot was actually nicer looking than that i don't no, i don't know my, my mugshot was terrible my mugshot anyone's mug that's like literally waking you up on the worst day of your life and taking your photo with no makeup no nothing like just what? roll out of bed on the worst day of your life <laughs> take your picture okay. Okay, but did you, do you remember Paris Hilton's mugshot? Because I mean, you know, it wasn't. I mean, granted, she was drunk, but you know, she still looked, like, you know, like, like what you would expect Paris Hilton to look like if she got arrested. Like, you know, it's right. That was yeah, she did. They probably yeah. let her fix up her makeup before she took it. I mean, I'm just saying. With her spoon, you did you see her mugshot? I mean, she looked pretty hot too. So I don't know. Like they didn't do you any favors, girl. They no. used to have been like terrible, like you know. I know, <laughs> terrible, right? Um, I remember when the, I don't know if you guys had this, but like I'm from like a small area and they used to have these newspapers where they would post like the um, counties of the people that had like been arrested that month and they would put your picture in it and like put your charges and um, people, they would, you know, the girls in like rehabs and jails like get the newspaper to see if their boyfriend or baby daddy had been in jail or not did they not have those where you live they don't have them anymore i wouldn't know because i'm from new york city so like it's we we have like i i used to um so what i would used to read is the new york times i also read uh the daily news but like oh no girl like you would not be on the newspaper unless you like freaking i don't know like chopped up somebody's body and was like you know like trying to eat it on sunday for like easter or something like no like you would not have made it into the newspaper the only way you would have made it into the newspaper was like i don't know like it would have to be i mean i don't know girl it's new york city like like you're in some like small hillbilly town aren't you like i don't know girl they were like because they were like you know i they were like making fun of the fact that like i had a leopard print purse because yeah like of course i was trying to look cute i don't know what happened between me and my cute kardashian leopard print purse and my bedazzled victoria's secret pink jacket and my uggs i don't know what happened between that and my mugshot but okay okay girl i gotta tell you though when okay when i started talking with you okay some of my contacts you know they they were like and and i had said you know i'm i'm going to hook up with the housewife historian you know i'm gonna ask her to co-host they had sent me links and i that's my son i I have like girl i told you i we just pcs to leavenworth if if there's any military spouses listening do not come to leavenworth this this place is like the freaking pits i don't know they're probably gonna hate me in kansas now but anyway um yeah like it, it's the pits. It, it is. It's, it's like the armpits of America. But anyway, um, really? when yes, really. Anyway, when um, 
So when I, I said I'm going to hook up with the house, <laughs> and when I said I was going to hook up with the housewife historian, you know, like some of the people, they were like sending me um, links and whatever. And I was just laughing. I thought it was so hilarious because I was like, you know what? It's not, I, I mean, like, you know, I, I knew what they were trying to do. Like, um, they, they were trying to, and, and these are like the same people that I get dumpster gossip from. I'm not going to name names, but you know, some of them are more reliable than others. And like, look, you do have to do a lot of ass kissing, right? So sometimes you have to like, just agree with people, but like, yeah, you know, I hate this person. And yeah, you're right. You know, this person is an idiot or like, yeah, you're, you know, I, yeah, Joe Gorga is like the best looking husband on that show, which he's not, he's a midget, but anyway, but you know, sometimes you do have to flip flop, which is why, and look, I'm, I'm a fan of behind the velvet rope. And you know, when people say that Kim D and David flip flop, I get it. I get it because like they have to, you know, they can't like, like, you, you know, they can't just, um, like, no. like, like you you have to do a lot of ass kissing but you know so when i said you know i'm gonna co-host and it's going to be um Lindsay from housewife historian i did get like a few of these people where i get my dumpster gossip from they did send me stuff about you and i was just like please you know one of the articles that they had sent me was that like you try girl Girls, like, you try to hold up a little Caesars. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> I saw some articles. I, I don't know if it was real or not, but like the article said that you try to hold up a little Caesars pizzeria. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily true <laughs> at all. But I appreciate the spin. My goodness. Like, jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. People like I don't I don't know why they um are so aggressive about like feeling like they're exposing something or they're like doing something. But again, I think I that think... it's like cyberbullying in a way. Like again, it's like a humiliation and a um don't listen to any she must not be credible because she went to it is. it is it absolutely is. And and let me tell you, even with me I had one guy come on there and said something like, because I, I had made a, um, like a TikTok video where I said that John Food, I, I was like, oh, you know, somebody get a hold of um, the Department of Labor and INS for John Fuda, because you know, the, the allegation is that he hires illegal immigrants to work and screws them over so that he doesn't have to pay them what he owes them. And there's nothing that they could do because obviously they're here illegally and some random person i'm not even sure if it's a real account a bot or what was like oh i'm really surprised that you mentioned that considering you're an immigrant and i was like mm. no i'm not I, I was like no i'm not i'm an american i'm from new york and the the account actually replied sure jan and so i'm i'm thinking like you know there are like people out there who just they don't know you but they're just so whether they're real fans or or their families of eminem or whatever i i feel like they might even be real fans who know but they are just like so die-hard fans that they feel the need to like attack you and it was like like it was so crazy because this person is like trying to say like I, I don't know if the person was like trying to be racist or if, if like they were just trying to like do whatever but it like mm. it was just so crazy and i i kind of felt like 
to myself, I was thinking, why am I defending myself to this complete stranger? Like, yes. you, you know, yes. so I, I do feel like, you know, they, they do try to like kind of hit below the belt, not necessarily even hit below the belt, because it's not like we even know these people, but I feel like they try to use anything to like try to Yes, you it's know, a tactic that they use, and they don't just do it to me and you. Listen, I there's a lady on Twitter who is getting chemotherapy treatments, and they came at her in her DMs and basically told her that her life was worthless and she should go on alive herself because she's getting chemo treatments anyways. And, um, you know, all of this insane stuff that it's like, one day you guys are going to tell that to the wrong person on the wrong day, and something very bad is going to happen because you don't know who is on the other side it might be a bot and it might be someone that's not stable too you don't know what's on the other side so it's like you have to be sensitive to people on the internet if you don't know who they are when you're coming at people like that and if people come at me like that like i've learned in the last six months i we just block them we literally have like a running list between like a couple of us and when they come at maybe one different account they'll forward the the accounts I block all these accounts. They're all bots. They all tried to come at me, or they tried but to trick see, me. I, but you see, I don't have the energy for that because okay, so that that was like probably like just the only one that kind of annoyed me, and I kind of felt like okay, why do you think I'm an immigrant? Because I'm Asian. Like you, you wouldn't think I'm an immigrant if I'm white. Like so, like and that was the only thing because I felt like was this person like trying to be racist by suggesting that like i'm an immigrant just because i'm not white and that was like how i took it but other than that i really don't care what people are like you know oh you don't know what you're talking about or like you know okay right. another tree hugger or a tree stumper like that right. stuff i i didn't really care about but like that comment i cared about because i was like well, why would you think I'm an like? Why would you say I'm an immigrant? Like, are you saying that because I'm Asian? Like, if would you have said it to like a white person? Like, I don't, right. you know, like right. I don't know. No, I understand. Like, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry that happened to you because that is like far too, 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 too far, and that is what her family is like. Sadly, notorious for doing is taking it too far, and I think that's what happened with me. They wanted to try to recruit me to their team, um, if you want to call it whatever you want to say. I feel like she got word I had responded to the original cease and desist and that I was professional and kind and I took the video down and that, um, you know, I was like reasonable and so she reached out and then I think that because she doesn't make a lot of the decisions when it comes to her social media because it is such a well-oiled machine kind of happening behind her back because they're like we love you we're like we got you don't worry about it you have enough going on we'll take care of it and anytime like something you know like this happens that makes her look bad they just kind of and make her think like that we deserved it, you know? And she really thought I had posted all of these terrible videos prior to them doxing me, you know? And I had to explain like, there's timestamps. <laughs> like there's timestamps, there's timestamps and days on me. And you, you know, girl, I think you give her too much credit because I think she's actually as nefarious as, you know, as, as, as 
people think she is. That's how I think she is. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like Teresa at the reunion when she was saying uh-huh. you're a gaslighting bitch. Yes. I believe that. I really believe that because even even as a viewer, when I was watching her, she was screaming at Teresa, and then all of a sudden, as soon as the men came out, and you know, Joel Gorga, I felt like he was he had. He saw that Louis was kind of being calm and everything, so he was like, "All right, let me not be explosive." Because then all of a sudden, you saw they were screaming at each other and everything. And then when Joe Gorga came out, all of a sudden he was like, "Oh, you, why are you be, why are you acting like this, Ford? Like, what? Why? Why are you screaming?" And then Melissa, she was like, well, "Why? Why are you being like this? Like, why?" Meanwhile, she was just like two seconds ago, she was screaming that you know she's. She's a bitch. She's this. She's that. And then all of a sudden, it's like you know, wh- why are you acting this way? It, it was like I saw that, and it was like you know when mm-hmm. Teresa said you're you're a gaslighting bitch. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, she is. It was like, I, and and I saw like I saw like to me, I felt like she was trying to convince Andy, convince everybody on on those couches and convince the viewers look at Teresa she's unhinged she's erotic erotic what the fuck am I talking about <laughs> and she she's she's erratic yeah <laughs> she did look erotic in her little yellow lioness outfit she looked amazing she was killing it I loved her short hair like killing she it she was Yes. Okay, and see that's an okay, and see that's another thing. Like a lot of people say, like Teresa's dumb and whatever, and she doesn't know how to talk and whatever. Let me tell you, in every single podcast I've ever listened to and ever interview that I've ever watched, people mm-hmm. always slip up, and there are always words that people do not know how to pronounce. Like one of my um, best friends, he has a very hard time pronouncing the word um, specific, and I had a really hard time. For the longest time, saying Massachusetts, I, I still can't say it properly. I still like whenever I say Massachusetts, I can't like. Okay, do you have a word that you can't pronounce that you have to like really concentrate? Oh, but I can't think of the word. But I feel like it's because it's all of them at some point. It just depends on the day or the time and the thought or the, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Well, see, but that's the thing. It's like people are like nitpicking at her because, like, the fact is, and let me tell you, I I am like college graduate, you know, like freaking honors, everything. I have a hard time pronouncing words, and it's like I get tongue twisted. I did one video where I kept on having to say Bravo, Bravo, Duck and Bravo, and there was like a few times where I said Bravo, Bravo, fucking death. Like it was like so. It it was you know like these slip of the tongues, and I kind of feel like when people are making fun of her, it's like. And see, the thing is, as much as I love Kim D and everything, I know like Kim D, she makes a lot. She makes fun a lot about Teresa and the way she talks. And you know, even listening onto the podcast, and again, it's no shade towards her. I love Kim D. I love her opinions. I love her commentaries. But even Kim D, when she does the podcast with David on on um, the episodes get dropped on Saturday, she also has the slips of the tongue. You know, like mm-hmm. I think in last week's in last week's episode, she had a hard time saying. Leonardo DiCaprio's last name. I thought. I, I think she called him DiCaprio, like Crapio yeah. or something. Like that. I get right. So it's like, why is it okay for her to do it, 
you know, and it's just a slip of the tongue for her. But she really goes hard at Teresa for like any slip up that she has, you know, like the way she pronounced ingredients, the way she says daughters, 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 whatever. So I kind of felt like, come on, you know, like, you know, she's not dumb. She's just, you know, it's just a slip of the tongue. I don't know. I, I, I just emotional situation. So I feel like I can relate because in situations like that, when you like are very passionate, which we both know, it maybe you know that doesn't necessarily have to be an Italian thing but they're both very passionate people and so I think whenever she's like dealing with her brother that she has so much love for and dealing with someone that's gaslighting you um it's so frustrated that you can't even speak sometimes can't even explain it anymore for example like them lying allegedly about the um because everything in this video is alleged by the way i know we're supposed to be saying that so i'm just gonna say it was a legend oh no don't worry don't worry like remember i told you before we even started don't worry about the legality okay, gotcha. so yeah um so, i love that um but allegedly what was i what were we talking about with Teresa and she gets tongue-tied everybody oh, makes fun of her says she's dumb because she can't emotional. speak properly yes and I think it's really just because she's overwhelmed with emotion and when when Melissa is maybe telling it's not 100% truthful she will you will notice her tactic is she will simply repeat a short statement or sentence over and over so it was you wouldn't add him to the list and Melissa, you know, Teresa would respond and she would say, but you wouldn't add him to the list, Teresa. You wouldn't put him on your visitation list. You wouldn't add him to the list, but it's add him to the list. He has to print out paperwork and get a car driver's license and a utility bill and put that in an envelope and send it to her in prison to give to her case manager to vet him and, you know, look up his background and he's and not a career criminal that's going to bring her uh, contraband during a visit. Like they vet these people and didn't seem to want to that or anything that she would say. And I think it's hard for her to like explain that to the average person who has never dealt with someone that might be in prison or would have to fill out a prison visitation form. That's hard to kind of break down to people. You know, you have to explain like, obviously the inmate doesn't have a copy machine, right? Like they're an inmate they don't have access to copies and the person doesn't really care if you get visitors so it's not like they're gonna print out extra and have them up front because paper costs money like pens and envelope cost money in person oh, so everything everything costs money in prison absolutely. i let me and tell you i know i have visited people in prison they would be like asking me for like stamps like, <laughs> they, were, they were like, can, can you send me some stamps? And you, like, okay, so you could mail letters to inmates, right? But like, for them to mail letters to you, they need to buy stamps, they need to buy envelopes, they need to buy paper. I remember one time I had written a letter and the person replying back to me was like, hey, can you put some stamps in there for me? So I could, I was just like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the average person doesn't understand that. Like, they're like, well, I don't understand. And she have to like put them on a, you know, and again, you don't just have a case manager that you can just walk into their office. Like you're limited on your movement all throughout the day because there's count times. And so there's like a selected day and date 
case work manager might have open hours and they're going to stand in line to stand in line to stand in line to see, probably not even see her so um everything is on the people on the outside that help the people on the inside because you're very you don't have any resources you don't have the she doesn't have a computer like they have little tablets they can download music onto and they can make phone calls out of and sort of did that because obviously the more phone calls that get made the more money the prison can make and there's a lot of fights in the phone line because there was only so many phones per you and the more people you have the longer the phone lines and people get into physical fights over them so um the tablets allow them to make phone calls you know from their bunks basically and that's it they have no internet though none at all <laughs> let me tell you so I hope you guys all enjoyed this first part episode with Lindsay. I loved all the things she shared and especially how she used her own experience to help women who have experienced similar situations that she has in the past to try to help them reintegrate back into society. It really gives us an understanding of Teresa Giudici and our opinion that she probably has PTSD from her time in prison. We're going to talk a lot about the nitty-gritty of the housewives, not just New Jersey, but on the other franchises that others don't want to get into, like the mental health and childhood traumas resulting in personality disorders of a lot of these cast members, past and present, their criminal activities, their criminal passes, as well as the legal troubles that they're currently going through. Until next time, we're going to get into it. Thank you.